another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go Hello, everybody. This is Beat It Movie Reviews. I am failed coffee shop owner, and this is redhead sex pop bad girl Chris Soda. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Dude, I don't even say my own name. I just said I'm a yeah. coffee, failed coffee shop owner. <laughs> That's uh, your name, actually. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, we're talking about Chick Fight later as our feature review, aren't we? Uh, yep. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that. Uh, dry spell of movies, possibly the last few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Big motion pictures. But we're, we're, we'll get into that. Let's talk about what we've been watching. We have a couple segments that we're... Uh, we're doing each week that maybe we'll touch on. I'll let you start with it. Chris. Uh, yeah, we can do, should we do Mandalorian first? Yeah. The Joe and Chris Mandalorian watch along. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Cause that's, we're not just talking about it. We're doing that, which is yeah, a very true, specific that. thing mm-hmm. format. Yeah. What did you think of, uh, this week's episode? <laughs> um, I thought, I think it's the first episode of the season that I like <clears throat> enjoyed a lot and wasn't annoyed with how boring it was. Nice. What was it about this one that changed it for you? I think it just the story actually mattered overall to uh <clears throat> the character and they even though they didn't avoid a monster of the week but uh, mm. we we should have guessed because last it was like land shark, and then the spiders, and then we could have guessed kraken, and we would have been close. Yeah, but, but very water, like underwater sarlacc pit. Yeah, yeah it's it, like an underwater sarlacc pit, basically. Might as well not have been there in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that it just had more plot involving the story and where it's gonna go. <clears throat> and what we can be excited for. Yeah, because it definitely felt like, okay, if he meets Mandalorians and, like, nothing happens, or, like, it's just more, yeah. like, that needs to push something. So I do like how uh, he's kind of, like, digging himself into a situation now after meeting these different Mandalorians. And it's also uh, answered something that I think a lot of people, a lot of nerds on the internet were talking about being like, oh, it didn't don't Mandalorians remove their helmets? Uh, they mm-hmm. did in the Clone War show and Rebels, and this this episode clearly takes a stance, which was the reasonable mm-hmm. stance that his uh, group was just really radical. Yeah, they skateboarded, snowboarded, yeah. and uh, luged yeah. from time to time. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it as well. I think it was also. Did it feel like a, it was a shorter episode than some of the other ones too? Which I think benefited yeah. a little bit. It did feel shorter, definitely. But there's a lot of, like, what this show's getting into, like, just hallway gun battles that I don't know how much I'm going to (laughs) be interested in that after a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it it is, like, I told you I watched it and forgot that I watched it just because it is a little bit of a forgettable show Uh to me. Right. Yeah. Like, even the action. Sometimes there's cool stuff, but, like, it gets about as cool as jetpacking up with a bad guy and dropping him. That's, like, uh-huh. about as, like, rad as it really gets. The rest is just fine. Pretty pretty basic action, TV mm-hmm. show action. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a fun watch, but it's definitely uh, sitting. It's hovering, right? It's, like, not getting uh-huh. super better surprising and i think the baby yoda effect of season one Uh was super heavy where like just the the feeling of love you wanted every episode just to catch like 20 seconds of baby yoda yeah and you'd be happy (laughs) now it's kind of like all right this guy's killing children eggs of children (laughs) and stuff yeah you're like you little fucker baby yoda yeah and those babies how dare you he's almost dying all the time and you're like dude come on you're old enough now <laughs> but he's not he's still a baby so. yeah you're, every time every time you look at him you're like use the fucking force yeah you dude. little shit you know fucking help it. him out for for once for once i think <laughs> his debut <laughs> he might have done the most badass thing 
But yeah, I thought this was a, a definitely a good episode. Felt a little less maybe like paint by numbers of hey, remember aliens or hey, remember tremors? Like it felt a lot less that. Uh-huh. It felt like its own thing. Um, yeah. Although I'm sure there's some like episode of TV someone's like in Deep Space Nine they did an episode <laughs> just like this. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually, what's funny is I I can actually talk about it because Katie Sackhoff is in uh, Battlestar Galactica. And there's there's a lot of corridor fighting in Battlestar Galactica. And I I remember my favorite scene that she does a fight in. They're fighting in corridors and she throws a grenade and then two guys like grenade and then they cover take cover. And then she just walks around the corner and shoots both of them because she never oh, pulled the pin nice. on the grenade. That's pretty heavy. But uh, yeah, yeah. Great scene. Not bad. Uh, so yeah, I think maybe this season will ramp up. Maybe it's getting to a point where it ramps up. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, they're saying Ahsoka Tano's in the next episode. Oh yeah, that's... They're alluding to that, so... Very, that actually, I, I howled when that reveal which you could also kind of see a mile coming a mile away if you've right, like, yeah. just even seen headlines on the internet but yeah i was like yes i'm so ready to see that yeah just finally seeing a, an actual jedi on the show and mm. big big names that yeah like knows. a powerful jedi too yeah i read More powerful her... than than luke is at this point i'm imagining too yeah, probably. Pussy Luke. Uh, her book's <laughs> really good. Uh, it like takes place right after the Order sixty six. Uh, Rosario Dawson's book. She has. She wrote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're putting yourself in Star Wars. It was actually her cookbook, and I uh, assumed it was a keto <laughs> cookbook. I assumed it was Ahsoka Tano's book. <laughs> All right, so that's the watch along of the Mandalorian. Stay tuned and watch more. Uh, uh, what else? Or hey, I guess what? Can we talk about the man in black being on the in the episode? Um, oh yes, yes. Bosch, Bosch. Yeah, Bosch. <laughs> it's pretty pretty cool. They, I mean, he dies, but yeah, does very little. Is yeah. some would say given very little. <laughs> and also, uh, he goes to like crash the ship but uh they don't have like a self-destruct or something that'd be so much easier yeah you think there might be some other way but pretty badass yeah. that how like yeah much these empire dudes how down are just ready they to are die. down for the cause because they're so fucked already and all their yeah all their stuff is fucked gone to hell yeah yeah he, he anyways was, he was definitely being a, a little like not doing a lot in that until that moment. But I yeah. really love what the the Mandalorian has done of like adding a lot of personality to the different empire people, but it's never, not always the same. They're not always like bumbling idiots, but sometimes they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually those, that reminds me too, when the, the Mandalorian squad is like fighting, they're so well coordinated and like a team but all of their fighting is like so much better than the Mandalorians himself. That's funny. Yeah, it seems so. But the entire fight, it's like, dude, you got that Beskar armor. Like, why aren't you just tanking these hits? Because they can't do shit to you. Yeah. And and then at and the he end, does. he does yeah. just do it. And I was like, thank you for that. Yeah, you should do this more. I know it sucks, but yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about uh, before we get to another one of our uh, mutual watches uh gundam Mm -hmm. f91 is something i recently watched because it premiered on the gundam info channel i might have mentioned that last time when i was talking about uh, gundam build diver so i finally got around to watching the full thing and uh uh it's it's really kind of an interesting one because the the bad guys aren't the zeon so it's usually the earth federation versus the zeon but in this, it's uh-huh. the Earth Federation versus this pirate group. Uh, okay. So the bad guy suits, which are the pirate group, they still have that, you know, very specific, like, this is a bad guy suit look. You know, they always, uh-huh. like, 
look different, look meaner, maybe more like they animals. have to have like excess spikes on them or something. Yeah, where spikes. Like, why would you have that? Like... And stuff. Yeah. So they have a they very much have that look, but it just doesn't really work. And a lot of the the suits are kind of ugly. But it is a pretty uh, mean movie. It's a lot like the original series. The storyline is uh, basically like a ragtag tag group of like novice military people and civilians board a ship, a military ship, and like have to fight on it uh, mm-hmm. after their colony is attacked. And there's a Gundam on it, so a, a teenager. It's basically exactly the plot of Gundam. So when the colony is being attacked, you know, these two faction of robots are fighting in the colony and just people are dying, just trying to run away, just getting like smashed by the uh, mobile suits. Shells from the guns are landing on people's heads. It lands on a mother's head and she, she dies in her baby's arms and her baby's like, mama. Like, so it's pretty intense in that way. Um, Overall, I feel like it. I've heard it's like lower tier Gundam movie stuff. But if you're a Gundam uh-huh. fan, I, it's kind of like you have no choice but to go watch it for free. It's not going to be on that YouTube channel forever. So uh-huh. it's either this or like rent it. The, actually, you probably can't even rent I'm like, <laughs> go to a random <laughs> uh, video rental store in Little Tokyo and rent it. Go to your local happen. Blockbuster. Yeah, the could... anime section. You probably have to happen. rent each disc individually, but <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, but so this is your best chance other than like buying a DVD or Blu-ray and having it shipped. So check it off your list. It is good enough for that, but it's definitely not not the best because of the suit design. Uh, but wanted okay. to shout that out and getting a lot of Gundam stuff in. Uh, what else? Do you think you that um, people <clears throat> like military people that are like high up? hate shows like that because they're like man i i would never survive if this happened to me i would have to sacrifice myself very early on in any story <laughs> what do you mean you know like in a in a a lot of those it's like oh a ragtag group of like novices or like first day on oh, the yeah, force yeah. people have to figure out a way to beat this this army yeah, yeah. but and then there's always like a character who's like a well-informed military man who's been there for a long time and they like sacrifice themselves very early on yeah oh to be like go kid and then it's like oh man you can do this <laughs> just being a person in the military that's that's been there for a long time you're like all my representation yeah. is i just die instantly we need more <laughs> good representation let me watch a few good men oh no <laughs> Yeah, the it, the series has always been very critical of the brass in military, mm-hmm. which has been very cool of it on both sides too. Um, mm-hmm. So I love the show. Yeah, because the they they too. show a lot of like the other side is not just a villain that wants to just kill everyone. It's always like they have some sort of goal that they just use their military force to <clears throat> force the other people to. And like listen to them allowing civilians to die because it's going to mm-hmm. help everybody. Yeah, I guess sacrificing their own people to for some fight or something. Yeah. And we're like, no, our, everyone would be so above that. No, everybody's down to do it. Yeah. F91. Uh, what else you've been watching, Chris? Um, I did watch like the first four episodes of moon base eight. Oh, okay. Tell us about this. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it, tell them what it is. Yeah. So it's a show starring, uh, Tim Heidecker, John C. Riley, and Fred Armisen. And they're basically <clears throat> on earth, but in like a mock moon, uh, they're pretending like they're on the moon doing like a trial run. <clears throat> and I guess it's NASA or whatever. They do this for like, a bunch of groups this is how they test people to see if they're good at they would be good at becoming mm. you know uh people to go to the moon yeah <clears throat> so basically they get um 
these guys to come and i i because i thought it was going to be them on the moon i didn't even yeah know, that's like, what i thought too so yeah that's that's just but what here. the reality of the show is like they're basically just like three idiots doing this testing program trying to keep their shit together and they're kind of just all incompetent in some way or another mm-hmm. so it's almost like the office kind of with like just dummies that are kind of endearing but also getting into shit Okay. And then the first couple episodes, they'll have, like, a different fourth member. So, like, the first episode, it's um, some football star who won recently and the Super Bowl, I think, or something. They're, they they were referring to him as some popular one. I had, I had no mm. idea who it was, but yeah, I would. he's just – his character is just, like, a huge asshole to them. So it's, like, funny because it's, oh, it's a famous dude and he's being a dickhead. Yeah. Um, but – it's it's funny, but I think that unless you're like a real fan of them, it's not funny enough to carry it to audiences outside of our oh, realm, okay. you know. And I I wouldn't necessarily say like you have to watch it because it's it is it's funny, but it's not like the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know? Yeah, and what's the tone of comedy? You said like The Office. Is that kind of like kind? It's like that, but not even not even as like constantly goofy it's a lot more subdued in their comedy and okay i don't know it's it's yeah it's it's more like a drama with just some like funny elements there i think it's it might get more extreme as the episodes go along yeah you saw four out of how many four out of eight i believe okay and they're all it looks like they're all available already so well yeah definitely it's on showtime yeah it's showtime thing so you could usually get a trial for that yeah people want to check it out it did seem like it was like a you better like them type of show like mm-hmm. those actors and what they do yeah like tim tim heidecker's character he's like this this guy who's very religious and his he has a wife and eight children <laughs> and then so he keeps he keeps like uh sending them videos of like his daily routine and then he's getting them back from his wife and it's like his wife, his eight kids, and then their like pastor is always at the house, and he's kind of like, "What's going on there?" But like, is he never really addresses it? And, yeah, I mean, it uh, sounds like I would probably really enjoy it, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It would be for everybody. Yeah, it's like I think part... it, like okay. people that don't know it's supposed to be funny would be like, "This show is weird," mm-hmm. and wouldn't understand that it's like a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, like part like. of the joke is them being that or like yeah. doing that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, if I can get a free trial. I think I can get a free trial of that pretty easily with my new okay. TV and all their promotions. Smart TV. Oh, yeah. What kind of TV did you get? Just like a cheap-ass Hisense TV that was okay. on sale because eventually I want to get an OLED TV. Uh-huh. So I was like, I yeah. don't want to spend like five or six hundred bucks on a tv i'd rather buy a cheap ass one than spend like 1300 on an oled or something yeah when they get a little cheaper mm-hmm. all right and uh how about we talk about fantastic fungi this is a movie i watched last night it's a documentary about uh fungus and mushrooms fungi is how they pronounced it <laughs> so Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's new to me. Huh. Uh, we were yeah. just, I was scrolling through uh, like rental movies and stuff, just looking for something to watch and had just got the TV. So this movie looked like it had fun visuals and Andy was super into watching it. So we watched it and it's basically all about mushrooms. Not only actually very little of it is the psychedelic angle. Cause okay. I think there's a couple document, maybe like there's even a Joe Rogan, like DMT documentary or something <laughs> that's kind of about that stuff. Um, but it's, uh, it's just about (laughs) mushrooms in general and just fungus and gets into some of the, the like medical properties of like getting people out of depression and, uh, coping with terminal illness and things like that. Uh, but it's a really nice documentary that even as someone who's like a super big fan of mushrooms, whether they be medicinal, like for the past several months, I've been taking this. A genius mushrooms that's just basically three ingredients 
these three different mushrooms and this documentary talked about those mushrooms just being like awesome i've done that i love uh magic mushrooms i think they could be very healing and good when done well uh but even being like a mushroom fan this movie had so much to offer where i was like holy shit that's how it works like even down to how mushrooms and fungus is like essential to our lives and could make our lives better in the future just by like with decomposition helping with that oh yeah shit crazy shit like that where they can like teach fungus to break down certain things that they shouldn't like they wouldn't be able to break down but they can teach Mm -hmm. it to do it and then be like make more fungus that does that (laughs) so it's pretty gnarly uh it's a just like a 499 rental on vod check it out if you're into mushrooms at all fantastic fungi uh it's real i I had a good time with it it's not necessarily like a great documentary you know in those ways Mm -hmm. where like a great documentary almost feels like you watched a film yeah it it doesn't feel that uh it feels a little bit just like really great information put into something but i will say uh, brie larson plays mushrooms She's the she's the narrator who's speaking like poetically as if she's mushrooms like (laughs) we are the things that are always there in life in death. So that was pretty fun just to hear Brie Larson be mushrooms. Sick. Fantastic. Is is there a a sec portion of it that talks about like the uh, Super Mario mushrooms? You know, it's funny that you say about that is everything they were talking about, uh, like the the weird shit about mushrooms, like communicating and fungus doing that. I was thinking about yeah. the Super Mario the movie. movie. I was like, holy shit, this is like they're just describing what the movie was trying to tell us. <laughs> they should just use that clip uh, when was it Princess Peach yeah. explaining it to them. Although, like, the fact that that movie has like, like, a Blu-ray and, like, other things, I think there's, like, a rights issue going on with that oh, movie. Oh, man. I know. I think it's, like, you can watch it for free on YouTube or something, right? Yeah. I have the DVD that I paid, like, 26 <laughs> bucks for within the past couple years. Damn. Yeah. So, I recommend if you have your, uh, docu- like, just want to, like, a good, I'm going to feel good walking away from this documentary. Versus so many good documentaries are just fucking tragic. Yeah, true. Did did this one make you want to buy one of those, like, things of coffee grounds where you grow your own mushrooms? In a little ways, because a friend of mine is teaching a how to grow your own mushrooms class or something. Where he's, uh, I think they do oyster mushrooms, but he's a big mushroom head. So it all kind of, you know, it's... You see your friend posting that, and then this movie is there on the VOD, so you're going to watch it. I won't defend myself any further, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else have you been watching? Uh, Did we both watch How To with uh, John Wilson this week? Yes. Yeah, this is becoming my, like, uh, look forward to watch of weekly shows now. What did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought that it has less of like the the people in it, but it has like one really good bit. <laughs> yeah, like literally one good bit in it. Uh, but uh, oh. it's like hit its stride, I think. And this is just another excellent episode of the show. Yeah, I think hitting its stride is right. Where I think it's still like kind of a wobbly stride, the way mm-hmm. maybe like. It's almost similar to Dave, not in content, but just how it's kind of like zigzagging into different areas and doing them all pretty well. Yeah. And that's how I felt uh, Dave's like tone was hitting, but it's like all kind of centrally focused and and not totally random and wild. So uh-huh. I felt like this episode had less like a through line than the uh-huh. last episode and less cohesion, but it really showed the power of his format and like yeah his disarming nature yeah he's like he has just he, he does he always record like constantly all day cuz he's like the master of b-roll yeah it's like 
somehow it's it seems as if he's just speaking off the top of his head but there's context in every b-roll shot for what he's saying at all times yeah i wonder how it all comes together like if he's just probably has a lot of footage because this is just who he is but um then like how grueling is it of editing where he's like oh that'll work oh i think i have a shot of that because you kind of remember a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah it's like i wonder when he's when he's recording all of his footage or re-recording it if he like cuts it all up and then like keywords everything mm-hmm. so he can have clips of everything. Yeah. Or it's they probably like got the show and then or paid some guy eight dollars an hour to do it. <laughs> yeah, like at one point he refers to something about pigs and it shows cops, but then right behind the cops there's a person walking an actual pig. And it's like and it's like on the street in yeah. New York. Like how the fuck do you find that? Like yeah, it's, it's really insane. That's like the weird magic of the show uh-huh. that it is like, well, no one else could do this because you were just you were the only guy who was there filming when that happened. <laughs> yeah. No one else could do a show like that because they weren't there filming that stuff. Yeah, it, it makes me wish that I had lived in New York just so I can because it, it feels like if I did, I would think this show perfectly encapsulates the magic of that city of just how insane every little moment is, but yeah. no one cares because everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah. I think something about filming it probably just helps, you know, like mm-hmm. if you were standing there, you might get lost in it too. Yeah. But f- when you film something, you so have to hyper-focus on things and they become mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, so the uh, the guy they go to the we should mention for anybody who's not watching it episode was about how to how to cover your furniture, cover your furniture. So and it was actually called that yeah. <laughs> pretty interesting, like just informationally about like mm-hmm. I didn't know much about furniture covers and stuff. Yeah. And how they was getting yeah. made. <laughs> so at, that's cool. At, at one point, he goes to a shop that custom customizes a cover to fit whatever furniture you bring in, like perfectly. Yeah, which I didn't realize is a thing. I thought it's like, oh, you just get a bag, hope it fits right, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that's where it gets very like Mister Rogers, like, oh, yeah. we're lear- we're going to the crayon factory, uh, type of thing. Uh, but then it goes all the way to this guy who has a company uh, where they stretch your foreskin. It's like a device. He sells a device, manufactures and sells a device that stretches your foreskin. And that guy's actually been on, I forget what, it might have been Netflix, a documentary series about sex. Okay. Uh, but it was always like sex adjacent, like people uh, with foreskin wanting to get it back. That would be an episode or like, uh-huh. breast augmentation breast uh lowering augmentations or something like that lowering okay. uh, shrinking <laughs> yeah uh so it would always be something yeah along along those lines and he was one of the people so i i knew right away when they were going there uh, i was like oh fuck i think i know who this guy is and his like <laughs> family all like would pack the items and stuff like the his like young kids now they're they must be older uh, so that was kind of funny to see that guy again. That guy that definitely does his media rounds. Yeah. <clears throat> that guy. Oh, that guy is so great. He's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of dick shots. It might be... It, <laughs> it really reaches a breaking point, uncomfortable-wise, for anybody <laughs> who wasn't expecting to, yeah, to see that. Yeah, like, the first moment that they show it, they just... It cuts to a dick. Like, you don't know it's going to show a dick. But it cuts mm-hmm. to one, and I was like, oh, this might be, like, I feel, like, traumatic for some people that aren't expecting it. Yeah, because it doesn't uh. let up either. <laughs> yeah. It takes you to your breaking point. It's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, the, it's great. He just has, like, a casual conversation with this guy when he's laying with his dick <laughs> out, like, on his bed. Yeah. He's talking about, like, oh, yeah, have Parasite. you seen any good movies lately? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's so good. Oh, very good. Um, awesome. Anything else you've been watching? Um, that is it for this week. 
All right, I'll just mention one other thing. I watched uh, the movie Ava starring... Oh, what's her name? Ava starring... Red-haired actress... Jeff Jessica Chastain. Sorry. Oh. Uh, so this is the movie. Oh, yeah. When I saw some of the trailer, I thought it was kind of a... Uh, the Netflix movie with... Charlize Theron. Wow, I'm bad with names today. Charlize Theron's... Uh, oh, um, the Immortal one? The Immortal movie, yeah, whatever that one was. The Old yeah. Guard. It seemed guard, a lot yeah. like The Old Guard. Okay. It's nothing like that movie, but it is basically woman, uh, hit woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets into a dangerous job that she finds out people are trying to kill her. You know, like, um, clear her out of the, the binder full of women, as some okay. politicians would say. Mitt Romney, remember that? Binder full of women. <laughs> uh, so they're trying to kill her now, and she's basically fighting to survive. The thing about this okay. movie is there's a lot of cool things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Colin Farrell is the main boss of the, the Hitman unit. And he was trained by John Malkovich, who is kind of, like, working under him now. Uh, So John Malkovich is, like, this old spy contact guy or whatever hitman. Is is this movie a Netflix movie? No, it's VOD. Okay. And you also have um, frickin' uh, Diana Silver's who uh, is in quite a few things this year, but she's like the hitman daughter of uh, Colin Farrell. So you have the, all these like really cool characters that are like really simmering and like a lot of opportunity, but the movie ends up being pretty lackluster. And I think the problem is when you watch one of these like hit woman who people are trying to kill movies, it's either got to be like full John Wick, like just 100% action focused, uh-huh. or it's got to have a lot of twists, like um, Atomic Blonde, Anna. I'm sure there's many other <laughs> better movies than that. Too. But that that genre is all about like the twist of like who's screwing over who, who can trust who. This movie is pretty earnest about who can trust who, and like you know exactly what's going on, pretty okay. much. So it's really like supposed to be you're hinging on the drama of her being like a recovering alcoholic while being a badass hit woman. So I can't say I necessarily uh, recommend it, but I will say like I had a good time watching it just to like see this hitman world where Colin Farrell's like a boss him and John Malkovich fight at one point and it's like just a badass to hitmen fight type of thing. Uh, okay. But yeah, it just, it doesn't satisfy the itch you probably think you're going to get when you walk into this movie or like a movie that you would think this is. Uh, and I think the high point of recent is atomic blonde. There's atomic blonde has everything. This movie has like a hero with substance abuse issues uh, cool characters, but it also has all those like twists and turns to keep you excited. And uh, honestly, the action's better. Yeah. Uh, but not all bad. I, I think if you're a Malkovich and uh, Colin Farrell fan, for sure. Jessica Chastain's doing her thing, but I don't feel like she's doing anything necessarily new or, or more interesting than anything else she's done. Okay. So Common is in it also? Yeah, Common is in it. <laughs> is And he's not a, a hitman? No, he's not. Uh, just a okay. gambling addict. Uh, okay. So there's no connection with him in John Wick universe? No, none. I mean, maybe they can really like <laughs> twist it to figure it out, but for whose benefit? Okay. Uh, that's Gina all I Davis? Watched. Oh, yeah, Gina De- this, Davis is in it. Yeah. It's a pretty good cast, actually. There's a that's, lot of people. That's the thing that it the cast makes it. It's like uh-huh. all these fun actors in this role, and Gina Davis isn't like one of the hit women or like anything like that, but she's just good in it. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it just like I think 
the folly was, hey, let's get a bunch of good actors, then we could really lean on the drama and stuff. But we're like, no, we put this movie into the DVD player to like get yeah action and twists and turns. Okay. Uh, that's all I watched this week. Should we move on to our feature review, or do you have any other co- follow-up comments about any of that bullshit? Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right, let's get into our feature review of Chick Fight. So Chick Fight, uh, directed by Paul Layden, written by Joseph Downey, uh, is a Malin Ackerman vehicle. Uh, it's about a woman who's introduced to an all-female fight club, underground, of course, to turn her life around, and then she realizes that she actually has a familial connection to the Fight Club. Uh, hard comedy, I guess you would call this. Uh, and Chris, let's talk about what food do you think this movie is. Oh, we should mention you could find this movie uh, video on demand. Uh, so that's what we've been doing. I think I would love for just some good Netflix or like anything movies to come out. That way we can more easily share them with people, even if they're not very good, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, w- uh, we'll maybe give our, uh, at the end, give our verdict of video or demand or not video on demand, yeah. or video or die. And actually we should talk about too. We wanted to watch that movie, uh, freaky this week. Yes, that true. came out with Vince Vaughn, uh, but mm-hmm. they only released it in theaters, yes. and coincidentally, on the same week that coronavirus numbers were at their peak in the United <laughs> States. Uh, but I I noticed there were like you know ten showings at my local AMC theater for it, yeah, and they didn't release it on VOD, and I just feel like at this point in time, that's such like an irresponsible thing to mm-hmm. do for a movie like. You know, Christopher Nolan does it for Tenet, and you're like, okay, fucker, you're yeah. you're Christopher Nolan, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But anyone else, no fucking way. And these guys thought, you know, we're yeah. gonna do it on VOD. It's like such a slap in the face. And you can't do it after like Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenet was the attempt to like, hey, yeah. let's see. And if this yeah. fails, then everyone else should know it'll fail. So why would you yeah. try it again? Uh, so we would like to, we will probably end up reviewing that movie when it comes out on Uh VOD. Um, but yeah, I thank you for mentioning that because I think we had talked about doing it this week. Yeah. So that's why we're doing chick fight instead. Uh, let's talk about the food, what you think it is and your thoughts on chick fight. Uh, this movie is like (laughs) a movie you would catch on comedy central, like rerunning. You know, mm-hmm. when they play like old comedies, I feel like that's what this movie is. I don't think it's very good. It's not really funny. <laughs> um, and the action's not that great. Uh, and if I had to give it a food review, I think I would say <clears throat> it's like if you were, <laughs> it's like if you had to choose between you, you like a various different flavors of soda, but you had to choose your least favorite soda. But, and you had to drink it and you're like this will get me through but like i really would rather just not drink this you know yes some people might like this and it'd be their favorite drink but definitely not me mm-hmm. i mean like that that's kind of how i feel about it in a food review kind of way all right so you would say why don't just uh give your least favorite soda uh we know that the the audience can think about what they're yeah thinking. actually that's a better a better way of saying it is it is like pepsi you know you're like Get i'd rather ha- i'd much rather have a coke i might as well just not drink i just drink water so at least it's not pepsi. rc cola right yeah that's yeah i guess so you would say it's not rc cola i don't i you know i don't think i've ever had rc cola to even know if it, how much i like it more or less than pepsi okay all right, so it's a Pepsi, a.k.a. your least favorite soda. Uh, yes, I guess I'll start with food um, going into it. Uh, I thought this was like 7-Eleven nachos. Where, like, it's, of course, it's not nachos. It's not like <laughs> Anchorman is, like, real nachos from a Mexican restaurant. It 
it's kind of pretending to be that. And it's like fine enough, you get through it, um, but it's not great. Uh, that's what this movie was. I felt like it's a comedy written by somebody, like a pretty good comedy written by somebody who's not very funny. And like, huh. God bless that it, like I could see how yeah. someone thinks this is funny, but it seems like it's <laughs> comedy with a ceiling. Like they're like, let's not get too funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> what's that? It seems like how funny it is is like the actors are making up their own jokes and they're like, this is funny, right? And then they're like, yeah, that's good. Do that. To me, it felt like they had the actor because like a lot of the people in this are funny people like exactly, comedians yeah. felt like they said, all right, let's get some takes of you guys riffing and doing that. And then they use none yeah. of them. They just use the, <laughs> the like the whatever generic one, was whatever generic one would tell the story like uh-huh. enough. Uh, yeah. it leans a little too much into the heart to be like super funny. Uh-huh. And that's the thing is I don't think like this movie benefits so much from that like i think it would be a better movie if it was like funnier instead of less more heartfelt yeah i think like if they really went like in ridiculous with everything Mm -hmm. just like fuck it just do whatever's the most ridiculous yeah because i think even the like heartfeltness of it is a little flaccid because it's malin ackerman this we'll just get to whatever the the trailer would would say then we'll jump into spoilers but malin ackerman plays a coffee shop owner whose coffee shop fails um and then gets invited to a fight club with all girls to kind of kick her life into order it's what she needs not only because fighting will maybe boost your confidence but because her mom was the champion there but the thing (laughs) is this girl like she had this like fucked up coffee shop that like there's no <laughs> there's no like outside reason it's failing they give no reason yeah. so the fact that it's failing you're just kind of like okay like which yeah. honestly is hard to believe at this point because unless there unless covid is real in this universe which it clearly mm-hmm. is not but every coffee shop that i know of around me that isn't starbucks is fucking thriving and they always have like so many people there studying and doing like schoolwork or business stuff that I'm like, how does any coffee shop that's not that isn't Starbucks fail? Yeah, at this point, it's well, and it's like it doesn't make us feel bad for her because we're like, we don't know how you got this thing and why you yeah. fucking failed at it. <laughs> uh, so I feel like just there's a lot of reasons why the heart isn't so great. But that being said, huh. I had a good time watching it. Uh, I didn't feel like it completely wasted my time uh, yeah. the way, like, some bad comedies can. I felt like there was enough uh-huh. there um, that uh, I definitely had fun with it. But would I watch it again? No. And would I even recommend it? Not necessarily. Yeah. Because I would actually have to know who I'm recommending it to. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people yeah. who would probably have a good watch with this, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be on my list. Why don't we get into spoilers? That way we could just kind of talk more freely. Um, so if you haven't seen it, my recommendation is um, if you what's what's a movie that's kind of like this in humor? I mean, that's getting into almost double feature territory possibly. But if you like studio, it's got to be like, like like I was saying. Mm-hmm. I think the sorry the audio is like lagging for a second. There. Oh really? Um, Are we back? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when I was saying it's like a movie, a comedy you would see on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. like re-airing. I'm just trying to think of a movie that would be similar to th- to a movie you would find on the. I guess kind of like any of the like Office Christmas Party. Yeah, like dude, actually, like I was thinking about that movie specifically also. But even that is funnier than this movie. Think yeah. of it's like, if you like that movie and a little bit more heart, then I think you'll probably like this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, spoilers. Um, 
yeah, what do we think about the action in this movie? It's pretty <sighs> bad. I, they do like these close up shots, but of like the wrong framing of the action. It'll be like below <laughs> where they're punching, and you're like, why aren't you showing the actual punch? Or... It's a little weird, right? Because as a, it's like a comedy that definitely doesn't use any of the action in a comedic way. It's like all pretty brutal, yeah. Like or meant to be conveyed as brutal, but isn't necessarily like it. Still, is very so too fake to actually feel brutal and like well shot. And I think what's most egregious is there's that moment. uh, Basically, Malin Ackerman is going to fight Bellathorn. Bellathorn's like a real, she's the Cam Gigante. If this was never yeah. back down, she's basically that. <laughs> and uh, it's like the night before they're going to fight and Bellathorn decides to take on three people at once and she beats them all. And it like scares uh, Malin Ackerman so much. She's ready to quit. But like, I felt like they did not do enough to make Bellathorn actually seem like she beat the, those people up like in such a way that would make you scared you know yeah like it felt like no malin ackerman you literally did that same thing to people in your fight club <laughs> like i yeah. wish they would have had bellathorn breaking legs or something yeah. breaking arms then let's like just oh, seem way okay. more dangerous yeah, yeah. and i think that <laughs> just like that's a symptom of how a lot of the action is taken But comedy action is, I mean, brutally hard, let alone yeah. any action, you know, so true. I could see why it's tough. Anyhow. Um, can we talk about uh, Alec Baldwin's character in this movie? Is <laughs> does he is he contractually obligated to play an alcoholic in everything <laughs> that he's in? Yeah, like and so if Jack Lemon was not charismatic or funny at all. This is just that character. Is that what we're doing? Like he's giving yeah. so little in terms of like but, it being funny. The other thing is, do they ever <clears throat> do they ever give a reason why he's not he doesn't show up to her fights or watch her fight? I and think is it not weird allowed, that he's right? never there? I think the only then, man allowed uh, is the doctor. Is the doctor? Okay. Yeah, they, okay. they kind of just say, like, oh, he's different. But I think that's yeah. why he doesn't show up. And and for okay. budget or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I felt like uh, he's fine in it. He's fun, but, like, definitely not doing much. I, I think it goes to show... What are some of the movies we watched recently? Like, The Babysitter and... Um, trying to think but there was even a show i'd watched recently where the, everybody's really giving a lot and being like super uh-huh. funny everybody is no matter how small their role uh-huh. and this is a movie where even no matter how big the role like people aren't necessarily being funny they're really grounding their performances and yeah. it, no no more than alec baldwin although he does have one great joke that i hate but love he he's hired to be her trainer on the predication that he trained Sugar Ray, as in Sugar Ray Leonard. It is revealed <laughs> that he trained the band Sugar Ray. What do we think uh, of this? That's it's a great bit. I, I I do wish that they had Sugar Ray in it though too. But... Yeah, and it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> but you know, sequel ideas. We're gonna get to that later. So. Oh yeah, true. I I just it's a movie that I wish was full of Sugar Ray jokes. Yeah, more Sugar Ray jokes. Yeah, although I understand that that's like a that's a very hard comedy style to even like a Thirty Rock or a Kimmy Schmidt, like Rapid Fire, being that funny all the time. I mean, it's just it yeah. makes for a different movie. So I I can't completely fault them. This movie is trying to be like strike at the heart of something. Uh-huh. And have a strong heart. So they'd have to give that up. Yeah. Actually, talking about the heart of this movie, what is their explanation why she doesn't know that her mom fought at this place? She just didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I guess it's that that secret. But all of her friends knew, or her her best friend knew, mm-hmm. and yeah, and <laughs> the the fight club that she goes to is the the one that her mom ran. Yeah, like sh- her but best friend her best friend had like a mother daughter relationship with her yeah. mom, and she never knew. So yeah. like even grieving about her death, they couldn't share in a real way because <laughs> she was hiding that she knew her. <laughs> yeah, that is a little odd. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, really happy to see um, Kevin Nash, wrestler Kevin oh, yeah. Nash in this, playing uh, the newly gay father. That's also the thing that's very like Seven Eleven Nachos is just like these cliche rom com characters of newly gay father like so yeah, oh we can pl- it's like his cameo his celebrity cameo ness is the joke yeah where like let's get him to be a gay dad yeah big old he doesn't Kevin have to Nash. act well he just is gay yeah yeah so I think there's like a stench of that throughout the whole movie that makes me not like it I like um in these movies about fighting where the new person that they're training the main character they're like well they can take a really good beating so that's the key to how they're going to win yeah. and like in the reality of the fight world that's probably like the most dangerous way to go about uh, yeah. starting your career in a we've seen it We've seen it with so many uh, UFC fighters where that's their thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, it's just, I think, so the violence tone of this movie uh, is is really interesting because there is a lot of, like, slapstick getting hit in the head, but there's also, like, really violent, meant to be intense punching that's not too dissimilar. Did all the <clears throat> all of the jokes the way that the movie this movie's comedy is it's like all of the jokes are trailer jokes yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like they're all they can all be clipped out of context and put into trailers to be like look how funny this movie is yeah they're very like hold your hand jokes mm. where like everything is is very like the jokes really laid out to you of like this is funny this is what we're doing now <laughs> You can laugh. It's okay, because it's about this. Uh, the cage was interesting, because it was half cage, half uh, ropes. Yeah, like what, for just camera why, angles? But... Just for camera yeah, angles? Yeah, just for the camera angles. I think they just were like, ah, oh, that makes it shoot better, and who gives a fuck? And then <laughs> we didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Bella Thorne playing a great role here yeah uh, <laughs> always happy to see what she's in especially when she's playing the bad girl yeah. uh, it almost felt like she was I, I wish people were doing a little bit more she's hamming it up a little bit more than everyone else i think uh-huh yeah maybe just she, like that's just, just be <laughs> yeah they're like just be a super bitch no i got it the shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, we doubted you, Miss Thorne. I, she's like, was I supposed to act? I thought this was like a reality TV <laughs> thing. I want, one thing I wish that this movie had was by the end of it, there was <clears throat> a character who was imaginary, like Fight Club. Yeah, like a little bit Just more for the fuck there. of it. Yeah. Like they couldn't, it didn't even have to matter. Like, um, like Kevin Connolly's character or even Alec Baldwin's <laughs> character, just at the end being like, no, nah, they were actually imaginary. <laughs> they were you. <laughs> yeah, you were them the whole time. No one taught you. It wasn't Alec Baldwin. You taught yourself. It is funny how this, like, Fight Club now at this point, like, this movie doesn't need to be a parody of Fight Club because Fight Club is already its own just like genre. So like you could have Fight Club anything movie, you know. Yeah. Mom Fight Club. Parents Fight Club. Grandma baby Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah, Baby Fight Club. 
which is oh, they should is. do a documentary because wasn't there like a like a daycare where they got in trouble like in real life for like having the kids forcing the kids to fight each other that sounds like it could be true yeah it happened like a couple of years that. ago <clears throat> i was not involved just for <laughs> legal reasons <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, any other thoughts about this movie? Pretty much it. Just thinking. Yeah, it's tough to say. I think if this would be great streaming, you know, honestly, like, yeah, that's the thing. It was like on Netflix free because it was, I believe, $7 to rent and, uh, like like $13 for purchase. Yeah. So it's it's a hard sell, I think, at that point for me. But if it was, and it's not like even for Malin Ackerman fans, she's not necessarily doing her thing the best I've seen it. Yeah. Not that she's not acting well. It's just she's not like. I want to see her be just off the rails funny, at this point. Yeah, because like she's been on Children's Hospital. Hmm. She's just done such like great stuff. Yeah, she can do all that. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get into the sequels? Yeah. Um, I can go see. first. Okay. This would be called Chick War. So they uh, have to turn their, like, what is that, warehouse into an airsoft place because... That's what's hot and hip. So it's the same <laughs> characters, but now they're airsofters, and it's an airsoft movie, and they're all wimps, like, and having to like relearn to be tough, even though they're like, I could take a punch to the face, but not a BB in the butt. <laughs> and then there'll be a shot where one of them, one of them gets shot in the nipple, and then they're like, oh. <laughs> right. give me some milk. They drink milk. It's goat's milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> why did they give him milk it doesn't matter <laughs> chick war the good one all right what do you got um i wanted a, th- a sequel where they just like i was getting at before they follow fight club even more but then their <laughs> chick fight ring turns into like project mayhem and they get real crazy Oh shit! I could see maybe a neighbor's tie-in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody yeah, knows um, how to do illegal shit in this neighborhood, it's us. The the other thing I was gonna say is like uh, when I was talking about Sugar Ray, is if they did um, <clears throat> a thing where she had to fight all of um, Alec Baldwin's previous people that he's trained, like Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> and then they could bring in Sugar Ray and she has to fight all five of them. Yes. I think there's five of them. I like that. <laughs> I never told you I made a bet with everybody I ever trained that I it's like Alright, we're here for it. We'd love to take another romp with these classic characters that you've presented with us in Chick <laughs> Fight. Uh how about a double feature? You uh I was gonna say when you mentioned it earlier, but never back down, dude. That's the a classic. Good one. That is classic. a classic. <laughs> Which I love that movie. Yeah. I think it still holds up. Um, that is a really good. Uh, would you do that second or first? I would do it second. Nice. Uh, I'd go with Fist Fight. I think this movie is basically Fist Fight starring. Ice oh, Cube yeah. and Charlie Day. Uh, very similar. I think you can watch uh, this than Fist Fight. Um, but yeah, I, I think never, that, I never watched that. It's just very benign. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's our double feature. That's our sequel and our foods. Uh, thank you for listening, Chris. Any last thoughts for anybody? Uh, no, Any that's last it. words? That's it for me. Yeah.
Um, well, That's cool. Uh, you guys can leave us a review on iTunes. That would help a, us a lot. Hit us up. Let me know what you thought about the show. I am at Joe Cabello on Twitter. Chris, where can they find you? I am at Rebirth Project on Twitter. Cool, cool, cool. And also you can check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. There's my uh, horror graphic novels on there, and I have more pages going coming along the way. I'll basically be doing several page dumps a month. <laughs> page dumps and uh so for one dollar a month even you can be getting all those page dumps and a new podcast that's exclusive on there now so check it out or just continue listening to this show because i love it uh anything coming up on the radar next week chris that has your yes. eye or do they have to stick? next next week uh tuesday fat man comes out <laughs> gotta do it yeah. Got to do it. That's going to be a controversial film. People aren't ready to accept Mel Gibson. As Santa Claus? Yeah, because <laughs> some people think he's not real. And Santa Claus or Mel Gibson? Wrong. I don't believe in Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to yeah. be very exciting. Some exciting movies on the horizon. If you want any of our wrecks, hit us up on Twitter because we got wrecks beyond this. We wreck it, Ralph. All right, see you, everybody. Bye. Another movie review podcast.